polarities are mediated through Trinity. Naveen Mike. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. So let's just jump into it today. Jared's uh, ready, you guys. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm we, excited. I'm excited about this. No topic. time to mess around. We don't want <laughs> to catch up. We have nothing else to say. We're just gonna get right into it. We're getting into it today. Um, because I'm so excited about the topic that I hope I have enough time. But um right, let's do so it. It's informed my um my therapy practice too lately but you guys heard i just want to like briefly talk about that quote where where you came in there that was from naveen who's the founder of katona yoga and one of the principles she talks a lot about is that polarities are mediated through trinity so when i heard this i'm like what does that mean like right mm-hmm. like okay a polarity is two opposing forces but how are they mediated through a trinity well the third point is us we are the great mediators, so we are the Trinity. So polarities are two opposing forces in our life. And we'll talk a lot about maybe some different ones today. Maybe we'll hone in on a few. But the most relatable one we've been we've been processing is like effort and ease or effort and grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but how you mediate that through Trinity is you are the Trinity. So you are the third point. You choose to gain, engage in more effortfulness. Or pull back and engage in some gracefulness or some ease. Um, But these concepts, this idea of mediating through Trinity, as we talk about it today, you'll see that you can be the great mediator of tons of different polarities in your life. The tons of different opposing forces in your life, Um, which I really love because the reason like this was one of the topics that I gravitated toward for the pod was like, a lot of my clients are trying, they're striving. I think I said this on season one, like for happiness. And I always tell them, I'm so sorry, but you know, I'm not going to help <laughs> you be happy. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's like heartbreaking too. Like, I think a lot of people maybe, but it's more about, I'm going to teach you how to integrate joy and how to navigate the suffering a little bit better, which is all that's mediating the two opposing forces. Um, and I think as yoga teachers, Emmanuel, and you can probably speak to this, there's some polarity that happens in a yoga class. Would you agree? No. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think, okay. You're going to appreciate that. I just got distracted because like I got an email. I love it. Yes. And okay. So we were, we got right into it, but now we get the gossip because I got distracted. My phone is next to me and I look down at my phone and I am no I mean, I was on the the dating apps for like a hot second, (laughs) right? Because I, my boss, whatever, put me on there and I had a profile and that lasted all of like maybe three days. And then it's like Hinge is like one of your matches was recently removed from Hinge based on information that is potentially fraudulent. One of the more reasons, Jared, why I don't do it. And I was like, well... You know. Well, well, you know what, sweetheart, mediate that 
<laughs> and then wow. I was like totally going to talk about yoga and Freddie <laughs> just like took me right out of that. <laughs> oh, Freddie got caught. Freddie might've been a catfish, right? <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. We're going to reel that right back in. Yes. And yeah. So in the yoga room per se, and the reason I was picking up my phone is because I was going to give the exact date to which we did the podcast on yoga number 2.46. But in season one, we did an episode on um, Sutra 2.46 that says yoga sirasukam asanam, which means the posture should be steady and easeful, Mm -hmm. right? So what we balance or what we mediate during a physical asana practice is that balance of effort and ease. In the, in the whole time in the practice, right? In the whole time in the practice, it could be in the structure of the class where like, Mm. Oh, this was a really powerful class and it wasn't so easeful. But I think sometimes we forget that the responsibility falls back on the practitioner and that you can make any shape as easeful or engaged as you decide. And you can yeah. and you can do that through like physical activation of different parts of your body, through your breath, through your thoughts, and you can mediate in many different ways. But that when you find yourself in a shape, warrior two, super common, everyone knows kind of what warrior two looks like. Well, if you're in warrior two, really briefly you don't have a whole lot of time to tap into effort and ease. But if you stay in warrior two, eventually it's going to get quite challenging. Your front leg is going to get tired. You're going to feel like it's super heavy. You're going to want to straighten your front leg. And so you're going to have to find ways. You're going to get out of breath. You're going to want to move your arms, right? And, And through that, you find ways to create ease. And most of the time in the asana practice, the ease there should be an ease of breath. There's, there, there should never be, I, or at least I don't personally believe, and you do not have to agree with me, but I don't believe that there should be a space in the practice where the breath is strained or is out in and out through the mouth or like controlling you. I think that in, in well, every and I case, think there's only one breath practice I learned recently, that mainly breath practices are in and out through the nose. Mm-hmm. Mainly. Is that correct? Cause you have more pranayamic background than yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Most of them are done all through the nose and two, like you can take exhales through the mouth, but definitely you want to inhale through the nose. Um, and, and again, typically as when I teach a vinyasa class, because for the, the nature of what I do and, and we could get into like different things, you could use different pranayama styles. If I were to teach like a master class, sometimes I switch it up. But if I'm teaching a 60 minute class, I want my students to be breathing evenly through their nose. And if they find themselves in a place where they can't do that, then they probably went a little too far. And I encourage them to bring a little more ease. And if they're in a shape where they're easily breathing, well, maybe they have space to do something a little different. Yeah. And I love that. And I think like that, that, that what you pulled from that sutra, I also think some really literal examples of integration of, you know, mediating yourself in a yoga class. And I've really been trying to work on this. And I know like, there's so much like not controversy, but like the words we use and if they can be triggering and all this. But I think this is a really good thing that I've noticed recently is I tried to avoid saying like 
using props to help or to modify. What I've really been trying to do is bring it back to like, you know, a, a prop is a way to mediate, believe it or not, a pose. If mm -hmm. something's giving you pain, use a prop to help you mediate a pose or as a, I, or as a tool for you to use for alignment. Mm -hmm. But I think when, when we say, if you need a prop, or if, you know, a prop can help you, it has this negative connotation of, and ego gets involved. So I try to focus on, you know, let's say if you're in a triangle pose and you're super rounded over, place a block to the inside of your foot and place your hand on the block and notice if it straightens your hips a bit more and you're not rounded over. This is my favorite line. You know how like as teachers, we get into the habit of saying something and then we say yes. it over and over. Right now I say, the block is a really nice tool to help bring the floor a little bit closer to you. Right. right. And then I say this in like triangle or like half moons. And yeah. then I say, for example, if we're going to go into a seated forward fold, I say, it doesn't matter if your knees are bent or not. It doesn't matter if you mm -hmm. touch your toes or not. Look for a sensation, you know. And I will challenge you. I have recently learned that bending your knees if you don't move your heels in a forward fold, we'll give you the same sensation as if your legs are flat. I encourage mm -hmm. people to try it out and see, but you can't move your heels. So you bend your knees, you can reach your feet, but don't let your heels move and see if you get the same sensation. Because I think that's even a tool of mediation is bending or straightening leg, yeah. um, using a prop, and then how you're talking to yourself is how you mediate yourself and the breath. Like you said, in a yoga class, it's like, I want people to come to yoga to know they have some power and control in their lives though. Just because I'm, I'm not telling them what to do. I'm suggesting something, but by all means rest when that's a choice that you want to make for yourself or yeah. place a block there because that's a choice that you choose. So I think sometimes in a yoga room, people, push themselves either too far or maybe sometimes not enough. Oftentimes I think you and I see it as too far. People are exhausting their practice rather than maybe easing into the comfort of it a little bit once in a while. I have so much to say about that. I know. I know. And it's like, can we stay on topic and say it? I know. <laughs> I mean, we, I guess we can, but um, I think that the practice should be done repetitively so that it becomes yeah. easeful and I think that people come once a week and want to do all the bells and whistle and just shove themselves like squeeze themselves into shapes that they their body is is not necessarily they're not ready for they're not right they're not mediating right. then the awareness is lost and so I do think that people try too hard once and don't try hard enough Often, I like you know that. what I mean. I like how yeah. you reframe that. That's a good way of thinking of it. Um, so I think mediation definitely happens in that room in layers, like, like you just said. It's so many layers deep. Um, usually, though, you know, injury oftentimes now. Um, yes, it's up to us as teachers to to kind of safeguard our room, but a lot of injuries are self induced um, yes. in a yoga practice now. That would be a great example of not mediating effort and not mediating pain and your a limit that you've created that that would be a really good example there definitely are people getting injured maybe by teachers if there's hands-on assists 
but a lot of it, it is up to us as the yogis in the room. So I think like mediation is important in the room. And I think that led us to talk about like, well, beyond the mat, how does mediation show? And, and by the way, I love this idea of mediating two things because it gives me so much power as an active yes. participant in my life, doesn't it? Like, And I love that. I just, when you said that earlier that you want people to feel like they have power over their life when they come to yoga, I just think that, oh, that's so true. I know. I like, like love it. It's just like people don't, I, I, you know, I, I just wish people accessed it more, but they will. Uh, <laughs> we're they all will listen different... to our podcast and they will harness that power that they have right. and like, tap into it. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, go do that go do because it. you have so much power. And I feel, I, I see it sometimes where like people have that, that little glitter in their eyes when they leave or like something that we said spoke to them. And that's why I do the job that I do to, to help people tap into all the possibilities that are yeah. right there that we sometimes forget to see. So and that that's, is so beautiful. And that's like, even when people hit a pose, I know like people who aren't yogis will be like, that's so silly. It is so powerful. I can tell you the feeling I got when I've hit poses and I'm not even attached to the pose. I just love the feeling that I accomplished something. Some of them, I know people know very well that crow pose took me five years and that side crow took me nine years and I've done a handstand in one year. I mean, (laughs) like it it makes that like just the feeling I got from doing those things. That is what mattered to me. It actually wasn't the accomplishment of the pose. Do you, I mean, right? Right. hundred percent. I think that, that it's such a cool moment. So if you haven't done yoga, you can probably relate to completing a marathon or finishing like a blog or like something else that is, is similar. Yeah. Um, but that's like a side note, but um, we also, we wanted to bring this topic like on the map because I think polarities exist so much in our day-to-day life. And I think one thing I was telling Emmanuel in therapy a lot with my clients, I deal with people who want to live in the extreme. So they want all or nothing. They want every, they want life to be working out all the time. And it's like, okay. Or they're inertia and they're like, the world is horrible. Women are horrible. I've dated all these women. Just they live in the, these two opposites. And I'm like, you have to live within the middle. Like you have to mediate the joy that you're experiencing in life against the suffering. Like we're not going to, and this is a really good quote that my teacher, Mary Jane Abbott told me is like, we don't live in a world where either good things happen or bad things happen. We live in a world where good things happen and bad things happen, which I think is we don't, we live in an and world, not an or world. And believe it or not, that may feel as if, oh my God, well, I'm the mediator of those things. Like there's a lot of pressure there, but there's, like we said, there's also a lot of power, power. there. Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, can you think about, I guess, life examples, either personal or anecdotal, anecdotal, that like where you have mediated light against dark effort and rest or anything of that nature to give people maybe a more literal example? Yes, I can. Give me I'd love to put her on the spot, guys. That's like another thing that I often do. And because I ramble so much, it's a little easier. 
And then he like turns it around and he's like, let me be quiet. And I'm looking at the show notes and like, that is not in the show notes, but let's talk about my personal life. Why not? Jared needs a sip of water. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm trying to think of something because what comes to mind is very seasonal right now. You know what I mean? In terms of like a season of my life and in the space where I'm at and this idea that what is meant for you will come for you no matter what. And that you're not going to miss out on the things that are designed to come into your life. And I think that this is where lately I've been able to find ease because I was in a place where there was such a tremendous amount of effort in all areas of my life. And it felt, um, you know, how sometimes you put effort forward and you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm making strides. I am navigating towards my goal and moving in a positive direction. And I felt like, you know, those infinity pools where it's like yeah. just a little basin and you have water coming at you and you just swim, but you're going nowhere. That's what it felt like to me. I'm making no real progress towards finding a place of ease, coming to this place of realization that even though there's parts of the journey and if we keep it to a body of water, like there's parts of a river that can be rapids, right? Rocky, lots of, lots of movement happening. Ultimately mm. you have to swim. You have to keep yourself afloat, but you have to also go with the flow and, and, and trust that, you can relax into life and that things will come your way. And I what know that good, that's what a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of broad, right? It's not like, Ooh, I was doing something very forcefully and I stopped that. It mm. was, like I said, it speaks more to the season of my life that I'm in and I'm doing so much and I'm not really right now noticing any forward movement and that's okay. And mm -hmm. I can release. And that doesn't mean that I have to do more. It means that maybe I just need to chill and do what I'm doing and embrace not being passive. I'm not saying I'm being passive, but finding ease in the fact that what's being presented right. to me is maybe not what I was expecting or is slightly different. Yeah. And you also, and then you have the ability to mediate those two circumstances. Like if you, if Emmanuel would tap into Jared, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm eating chocolates and watching legally blonde then I might, you know, that might be okay for a period of time. <laughs> but then I might say to her, you know, you need to mediate this, these feelings against some effort. You know, yeah. you got to get, I think I, this is such a good, I'm going to bring this up because we recently saw um, Lady Gaga over the summer. Um, and what, she did this great quote, which was kind of about mediation. She talked about how she was so clinically depressed, I guess, during the pandemic. And um, she was like, I would go from my basement to my porch and then I would go back to my basement and I would write music and then I would go to my porch and I would cry and I would go back to my basement and write music. And then I go to my porch and I just cry and I'd be depressed. She goes, and you know what I did? I burned the mother effing port. And <laughs> I like, I like loved it because she, that's what she mediated her life. Like she was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to unstuck myself mediation also doesn't mean that it's going to be like also so quickly like you kind of said seasons of your life 
but it is about, I do have some power here. What am I going to do different? Yes. hundred percent. And I love that. She had to burn the porch down and I had to like surrender and just appreciate what's there and, and actually do a little less. Right. Because I will move forward. I am moving forward, just right. maybe not in a way that's super obvious to me. But yeah, um, that's so cool. Yeah, and that's I know. so Lady Gaga to burn the porch down. I can totally see it like <laughs> freaking lit on fire, and she's like yeah. in the back dancing. Uh, um, and I and I think that that's like such a good. Um, but like, just remember, I think for people to think about like living in these extremes that we live in. Try to, I always remind people when something challenging comes up, I just had somebody say like this week, they hate their life, which is so sad. Right. And I'm like, you don't hate your life. I'm like, you don't like where you're at right now, but I want you to remember that this is impermanent, Mm -mm. that what you're feeling is not a permanent feeling and you will eventually feel better again because you have. And you have to mediate what you're going through by just going through it sometimes. I'm not even saying you mediate through the opposite. You just show up to therapy and you talk about it every week. Choosing to engage in a process is mediation or resting when you need to rest is mediating again. Mm -hmm. It's all about those extremes, though. You want to avoid the extremes. And it's hard, I think, because I was going to say we're in a society that does encourage extremes. And I feel like sometimes, even for me, it could be very, very jarring. And that's why I relate so much to Lady Gaga, how like you can go from one room to the next and it's a totally different world. You're here and you're experiencing joy and you step to the side and you're in deep sadness. And if that happens to you, it's normal. You are not alone. When we talk about seasons of our lives, it's almost like, okay, I have the pink glasses on for six months or I have like the tinted glasses on for six months. That's how you feel in general. But when I I left Ocean City, I I post like once a year on Instagram and I posted on Instagram and I was like, I am jarred, like completely floor about the human ability to be so deeply sad and happy at the exact same time. Yes, because there is both happening. And it's just like, I was like, it's floor. It's, it's crazy that I can feel both things to have to experience like a deep loss and a deep sense of grief, but also like excitement and hope at the same time. And, and I was like in that moment being like, am I crazy? Like, am I a crazy person? And I was like, no, that's just a human experience. It's so nuanced. There's so much to it. But what I love, what I love that you just said made me think too is if people are familiar with the yin and the yang symbol, which if you're not, Google it. I'm sure you're on your phone or near near the computer. But everybody's pretty familiar with yin and yang and Emmanuel. Oh, yeah, your ring. My ring. Um, so what Emmanuel just said is the ultimate goal. It is the ultimate goal of yin and yang is to mix the colors together and let them be whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck. Because that's also like the path to enlightenment, the path to, you know, all of the, all the things that bliss. Um, But what you were experiencing is a moment where the black and white were kind of intermingled, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And that's a very real moment in time. Um, You're never more present than in that moment. You're like, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. You're just... 
Well, and it's also reminding yourself, like mediating these polarities is like when you're heartbroken, remember that there's a full heart too. Like even mm-hmm. though you feel heartbroken, your heart can be full again. We live in an and world. It's not you're going to be heartbroken or you're going to be madly in love. Eventually, you'll probably be madly in love again. But when we're in it, we always don't see outside of it right away. But the beauty of time is the time helps us with lots of things. Yeah. That's just something to remind yourself when you're in an extreme state. Remind yourself there's an opposing extreme state. And you had such potent example on the little list of things that we could talk about. And you're right. I was like, we could talk about this for days. But I do like the last two, I think, that you have on there, which is achievement and contentment and growth and stability. And I think the last one is just... Oh, yeah. You know, we could do a whole, I was like circling them. It's so funny. I'm like separate podcast. Um, (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So we can speak a little bit, I think, but I think we could talk a whole podcast on growth and stability. Yeah, I agree. Because I was like, okay, now I have all these things to say. So maybe we'll save that and you'll tune back in for more. There's so many areas in our life that we can mediate. So I think it's very empowering again, because we are, we are in charge of those things. Yes. And this is what I'll say. A a really good example for listeners will be social media. I won't get into it a lot, a lot, but growth and stability. Boy, does it make you feel like you're not growing when you log on social media and see how everybody's living their best life. Um, I mean, that is a nice, uh, not a nice, a challenging in your face, like, right? Like, what am I doing? This person's doing all these things. But all of my friends on Instagram, you guys are doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Love to see it. Love to see it. You guys look good. You make it look easy. Um, I'm over here sweating under the palm trees. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I think that's like such a you know, you can't just grow, 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 grow. Like you also have to have moments of stability, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that you can, you can like enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like what if you're all labor and the fruit just falls off and nobody eats it? (laughs) Nobody eats it. Like what a waste of fruit, right? What a, so many lost opportunities there. I know. So true. Yeah. Um, but is there anything you're like dying to to say or wrap us up with? Or we? No, you know what? Like this is the thing with Zoom is I don't have a timestamp on it, so I kind of have no idea how long this has been going on. All right. Right, because when we recorded on GarageBand, I like the time was running at the top, so I was like, okay, we have time or we don't have time. So now I'm just kind of clueless. I don't know yeah. if like, and I we'll meant to, to look. Up. We'll walk to set up. I think we started uh, around 315. Yeah, we're probably kind of right there. Are you guys sick of us yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, my friends from Montreal, if MASH is listening, she'll, she'll love that. I was doing a student teaching and I thought um, health and phys ed is at a school for students with disabilities. And there's this autistic kid that would come to my class and he would wear his helmet and at the minute that I would step into the gym, he would start walking circle around the gym and he would just circle his little index finger like that to the ceiling and go, wrap it up. You're boring. <laughs> wrap it up. 
you're boring for the whole 45 minute period. He would just we need to around. hire somebody to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but like every time I'm like, is it time to wrap it up? I think about that kid and how he just told me for like four full months that I was boring and I needed to wrap it up. So I think okay. I've had my, my share. I don't think I can take more of that. <laughs> right. No, you're good. I think you're good. Um, but yeah, he told me how it was. No filters. No filters. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that's it. And if we, if we bring it back to being the mediator, I think, you know, it, it's interesting for me to record these with you because I, I look at the notes and, and we talk about it beforehand and, and we go into the episode and I think it's going to go one way and it's always, I'm always like surprised and I like want to yes. do more. But I think that personally, what I got from that episode is just a whole lot of empowerment and a reminder that I like, I really like the quote from Mary Dana. It's an end world. It's not an or. There. Yeah is always both things and we can choose to go more towards one or more towards the other. And the power that we have comes from our decision-making skill. Our decision-making skills and the tools and techniques at our disposal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that there's a lot of, of tools, you know, that are kind of easy to, to grasp that sometimes we disregard you know, it doesn't have to be something super elaborate. Well, it can literally be time. I give people, you need to sit on this, this for 24 hours Mm -hmm. or sometimes longer. Like I have Mm -hmm. people who people in their lives, write them letters and they're like, should I respond? And I said, think about it for a while. And they come back a week later and their feelings have changed. So know that the tools don't have to be, I go to therapy, I go to yoga, I have a breath practice. It could be as literal as time I mean, to time. help you to help you mediate something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's a really you? good point. Um, no, I just, I just, you know, I, I just have always been drawn to duality and polarity. So it's just an exciting topic in general. And, you know, I'm, I'm always telling people, you know, I'm urging people to be a little villainous in their life because I think we live in a world where people don't stand up for themselves enough. Um, So this topic really spoke to me um, because I think just to end on like these dualities and these polarities, it's like to be the hero in your own story, you have to be willing to be the villain in someone else's, Um, you know, and that's not dark. That's just to say to save yourself Mm -hmm. is a hard task. You know, oh, it is, yeah. To, to get to just get deep at the end of the pod, yes, yeah. Leave you with something, all. some food for thought. Yeah, totally. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time and tuning in. We would love to hear from you. Um, so drop us a line on Instagram. Um, let us know what you think. We we post there every week with every episode that we put out. And we just really want to hear what you think. Maybe something spoke to you, how you relate to the topic. You know, if you if you see it, let us know. Because as we navigate these seasons of the podcast, we want to give you things that you're interested in. And if there's something that you're thinking about that you'd like us to discuss, please let us know. But just, just thank you for being here. And not that I... I want to make a teaser or anything, but I just heard of a guest that's going to be on the podcast. And let me tell you, 
It's a big deal. Big deal, God. This is really big. So um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we will Mm. see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.